I was in the hospital for 30 days oh, and I was out of my company for almost 90 days. And, you know, if you can think about this, if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking about this, if this happened to you, would your business survive? For most of us, the answer would be no. Um, but my business did survive and not only survive, but we went on that year to make more money than we ever had before. Welcome to Unbreakable Success. This is your virtual mastermind for your business and your life. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my business is your success. Each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to make sure you succeed in mind, body, and wealth. Hey everybody, welcome back to Unbreakable Success. This is episode 32, and I am so grateful to bring you today's guest, Nicole Whip. And there's a very specific reason why. One of the things that you and I certainly can't get enough of and we can't get back is time. So Nicole is going to really give us something valuable today because she's going to help us figure out how we can build the right team around our business that can allow us to enjoy more of the time that we have so that we're not neck deep in our business all the time. Nicole is a very special individual. She has she has a law firm and she also has a training and consulting business, uh, but she very, she spends a lot less time than you would expect running both businesses. And I'm going to let her talk to you about that today, how she's able to do it, and how you and I can leverage some of the things that she teaches to be able to do the same in our business. She's got a great free gift for you today. You're definitely going to want to stick around and make sure you get that. And we're also going to touch on the subject of outsourcing, outsourcing your projects and different aspects of your business. And some people outsource some of the systems in their business. And we're going to have a, a kind of a different discussion that may surprise you about whether you should or shouldn't be using outsourcing in your business and under what circumstances you should or shouldn't be doing it. I think it'll be some great information for you to consider to make that decision on your own but Nicole definitely knows what she's talking about. She's been there, done it, been very successful in business for a long time, and she's going to help you do the same today in this episode. So looking forward to sharing this conversation with her right now. So without any further delay, here is our friend, Nicole Whip. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me on Unbreakable Success. How are you doing today? It looks sunny where you are. It looks pretty awesome back there. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here, and I am doing just amazing. I'm great today. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes to come on a show, share. So I know you have some great things to share, and we'll jump into that in a second. But for people that don't know you, can you give us a, a sense of where you are today as far as uh, your entrepreneurial business and what you do on a regular basis in terms of uh, uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah, so today um, I own and run two separate companies. I have a law firm and then I also have a consulting and training business. And so both of those um, businesses are pretty well established at this point. And I only work five days a month in my law firm. Wow. My other business, my consulting and training business is a newer company to me. So I do spend a little bit more time in that. But the ultimate goal is that I'm only spending about five days a month in that company as well. And by the way, making as much or more as I am now, which I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> that, that's amazing. I, I, we, when we spoke earlier, I told you that I, 
<clears throat> I love the the power of leverage behind what it is you're you're obviously doing. So it's obvious that you've had some experience. You have some things going on. So I can't wait to share that because one thing for sure, most of our you know you right out there listening right now, um, I'm sure most of you know how it feels to be juggling multiple things, whether it's a full-time career and a business that, a business that you're building. So, uh, Nicole, thanks for coming on because for you to be able to help somebody leverage their time a little bit better is priceless. So, um, yes. c- can you give us a little bit of background because you're, you're, you know, what you're doing now is interesting. You have two things going on. You're, most people don't, you don't hear too many attorneys that have their firm and are also uh, have a separate business on the side. So how did that sort of evolve for you? Well, I definitely am. I always tell people I'm definitely an attorney second. I'm a businesswoman first. Um, So that's really how I perceive myself and always Mm -hmm. have. And I love starting businesses. I'm just... I oh I'm definitely the kind of person that like when I get a business idea I love to like try to make it actually yeah. real, um, but you know I got to a point where I was like okay I have to quit messing around trying to do all these different things this mm-hmm. is over a decade ago now, and I was like I'm gonna really buckle down on my law practice, and I started doing that, and what happened to me is something that I think all entrepreneurs can definitely relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, this had happened to me pretty much every time I started a business, but it really, when I really got to buckling down on my law practice, it's, it started happening to me, <coughs> excuse me. And that was that I was trying to do all these things. Mm-hmm. I was so busy multitasking, doing all these things, all the things, yeah. all the things. And um, it's definitely stressful in any type of business, but I'll tell you for a law practice, it's that much more so because you cannot afford to make mistakes on multiple levels. I mean, you can get in a lot of trouble when you make mistakes. And so it's not something that is at all desirable, right? Um, And it's not desirable anyway, but it's definitely not desirable then. (laughs) So um, I knew that I had to get help. I knew I needed help. Okay. Um, And and something that people don't really realize about lawyers is a vast majority of lawyers are actually solopreneurs, meaning they're the only person in their business. And so it's not uncommon um, if you're listening to this to be like, what, you didn't have help? No, that's not uncommon. And in fact, that's the vast majority. So I started bringing in people into my practice. And then what happened to me, though, was that I struggled really hard. I struggled more with team than I was by myself. Okay. And the reason is because... You know, when it comes to people problems in companies, Mm -hmm. it's one of the top three problems for all companies, whether it's a Fortune 50 company Mm -hmm. or whether it's, you know, a small entrepreneurial team. People problems is one of the top problems. And there's a real huge amount of reasons for that. But for entrepreneurs, it's that much worse because most entrepreneurs do not really have the skill set to be a good leader of a good team. Mm-hmm. Like what makes you a great entrepreneur? This is what I tell people all the time. What makes you a great entrepreneur? Like I knew how to make money. I had started mm-hmm. multiple businesses in the past. I always was able, quote unquote, to make money. But I, and so that sort of made me believe, you know, and plus I, you know, I consider myself a relatively intelligent person, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think and I was having the same problem that most entrepreneurs have, which is sort of just thinking, well, you know, how hard can it be? Like, all you have to do is yeah. just get somebody to come in and help you. And it's really not that hard. I mean, and there's a sort of an, it's weird, but um, there's sort of this idea about that, that it's so that it's easy. You just hire somebody. Yeah. It's not that easy. And anybody that's actually tried it 
knows what I'm saying. It's yeah. really hard. I call it the dirty little secret of entrepreneurship <laughs> because here we are, we're, we're smart people, we're trying to make things happen, we're making money, we're doing really well on our own, yeah. and then all of a sudden you bring people in and everything really is not good, yeah. and it's embarrassing, and you don't feel, it makes you feel bad about yourself. Because yeah. it was and supposed to get easier, right? Right, and yeah. you don't talk about it, and you're seeing other people, and you're like, why can they do it, and I can't, and you know, there's all those things that go on, the things yes. that we all do. Yep. And so I certainly was going through that. It was horrible. I had a whole period of time in my and my business where I was literally, I, I think I cried every single day mm. for 90 days straight. I mean, oh, I gosh. was a disaster. But um, I got to a point where I finally realized, though, that it wasn't them. Mm. It was probably me. That's powerful. So, <laughs> uh, you as a personal development leadership yeah. guy, right? you can yeah. understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you have to come to a point because a lot of times we sit there and we're like, what is wrong with you? Like, why can't you do this? Like, what what is wrong with this person, right? We're doing this. And I certainly was doing that as well. But I finally got to a point where I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing something wrong. It's me. And so that really started a journey that I took where I really started to dig into what it took to have a great team and to be the leader of a great team. And I spent a lot of time and training and all kinds of things doing that. And once I did, really what came out on the other side of that was I had this great team and I knew that I had built the right team mm -hmm. when I actually had a major health crisis. Oh, wow. I got sick. I was in the hospital for 30 days oh, and I was out of my company for almost 90 days. And, you know, if you can think about this, if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking about this, if this happened to you, would your business survive? Right? Yes. That's the question that we all should be asking ourselves. Would your business survive? And, and so I challenge most people to think about that. And the answer is probably no. Sure. Right? For most of you out there, for most of us, the answer would be no. Um, but my business did survive and not only survive, but we went on that year to make more money than we ever had before. Wow, that's amazing. And so that was when I knew I had something. So really, that was the genesis of my starting the second company. Because I was like, you know what? I'm not alone. I know I cannot be the only one that just couldn't yeah. get this right and couldn't and struggled with their team and really had a hard problem and really had a hard time. And I was like, that this is something that people need to know about and how, how to do it, how to do it in the right way so that you're not just, you know, you're spinning your wheels because there's a lot of costs to hiring the wrong people. Yes. They're not just the cost of their salary. It's the cost yeah. of time. It's the cost of, that comes along with sort of internal conflict and avoiding and all kinds of things, a major yeah. cost to it, stress, all those things. And so if you can avoid all of that and hire people that actually help you make even more money and, oh, by the way, do less work, yeah. um, why wouldn't you want that? Of course, that's what we all want because, you know, everybody always talks about, you know, this lifestyle business kind of yeah. situation, like how you, you referenced that earlier. And a real lifestyle business is when you can walk away and yet your business still runs. Still running, yeah. And um, you know, time and time again, that's what's been happening with me. I work only five days a month in my law firm now. I used to work 80 to 100 hours a week. Um, wow. And my and we, we, every single month, keep making more and more. It's been amazing. Like this year, we've had three record-breaking months, um, you know, making more money than we ever had before. And Beautiful. I... 
And it's just been a great thing. So that's the thing. It's a power. Like real freedom in our, as an entrepreneur does not come from making money. Real freedom is when you make money, oh, and can walk away and come yeah. back at will. That's, that's freedom. The, yeah, the money and the time. Right, yeah. right. That's amazing. I, you know, I have, I have to commend you for that, for, for taking that path because you could have easily, when you found that ability to, to uh, have your business functioning to the point where you could actually go through that kind of crisis and deal with what you were dealing with personally and be gone, like you said, for 90 days, and not just survive but thrive through it as a as a business you could have easily taken that and tucked it in your pocket and said wow i really got a great secret here but you know i i have to commend you and and thank you for realizing what you had and then deciding you know i need to share this because it created two opportunities it created another opportunity for you as another business but it also created new opportunities for other entrepreneurs out there who you know, consider what you learned, like the the golden egg, you know, the holy grail of entrepreneurship, which is how do you leverage, you know, your time and create a team and create a structure in your business, systems in your business that allow you to not even be there um, for the most part and still create the money and the revenue and have the impact that you want to have. So I commend you for, for, for shining, for taking that light and shining it and not just hiding it. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, so, it's, it's it's a great it's a great feeling when you have people that are on your team that are so capable and so confident, competent, and you know that you can be confident in them. Um, and that's a whole nother layer of being a business owner mm -hmm. that I think all entrepreneurs can should consider, like that you are giving somebody else the gift of working in a job that they love, yeah. and that they can feel pride in that they're helping you build your company. That's that's a gift to give to other people mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur that goes far beyond anything else that you can do. Yeah, yeah, that that's that is that's that's powerful stuff. So how how did that how does that um, look for for you now when you when you meet with a a client in this new business where you're going to help them? Uh, discover the possibility of doing what you were able to do what's the square one for them how do you start them on that journey um we start the journey really with uh some self-discovery for the if it's an entrepreneur it's really self-discovery for the entrepreneur okay. so let me just break really quick by saying sure. i do this in two separate categories so i work with large companies and then mm -hmm. i also work with entrepreneurial companies so okay. with large companies it looks very different but we're going to focus on the entrepreneur here sure. right absolutely um, so for entrepreneurs, we start by a journey of self-discovery. One of the things that we all suffer from on some level is the I can do it all isms. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Raising my girl. hand on that one. <laughs> right. Like I'm like a superhero. And, you know, I get that. Um, yeah. if, if anybody is listening to this, don't think that I don't suffer from that. I mean, I am a lawyer and you know, that's sort of the way we're hardwired to be like, try to be superhero kind of people. Yeah. But that takes a certain level of humility to step, step back and say, but even if I can do it all, should I really mm. be doing it all? So true. And the answer is absolutely not. Yeah. Because there are people that can do certain things way better than you can. And you have to have the humility to be able to understand that and admit it and mm -hmm. then get those right people in place, right? So the self-discovery starts first about really, truly, what am I not only really good at, but what am I good at that gives me energy as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Like that I am, when I do this thing, I am on fire. I feel amazing. Yeah. I feel like, 
you know, the greatest feeling in the world are those days when you are like, I cannot be beaten. I yes. am amazing, right? <laughs> like you're just like, woo, look at me, right? And um, I think most entrepreneurs, we don't have enough of those days. Yeah, you're so busy and, doing everything else. Right, yeah. exactly. And so I would, I ultimately, the end goal is that my entrepreneur is only doing those things. Yeah. But we have to start, start smaller and say, what are those things? And now I'll tell you for most people, understanding that actually is not so simple. Mm -hmm. um, it takes a little bit of digging in to figure that out because when people are doing so many things simultaneously, what you're really great at and what actually gives you energy sort of gets lost. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to dig in on that a little bit. And then we also have to discover what are the things that literally suck the life out of you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And in most cases, the very first high and, and the things that suck the life out of you, you'll find are of a similar category of type of task. Okay. okay. So for me, anything that involves like having to follow a process from very beginning all the way to the end. I lose interest. Like I'm, I'm about the first twenty percent, and then the last eighty percent. Get about it. I am oh, not yeah. do it, and um, like, or it's very painful for me. I can yeah. do it. I'm capable, but um, you know, it's very painful for me to like have to go all the way through and finish something. I'm just not that person. Wow. So I, and so when those are like, you know, making sure that I'm following the process and making the, you know, following up with the clients and making sure I'm sending out the letters and blah, you know, whatever that looks like for your company. Yeah. Um, like for me, that was my biggest pain point. So I, that was my first hire because I wanted to get, and I, and this is true for all entrepreneurs. We want to get rid of the biggest pain point first. And what that does, if you try to do that, um, what you'll discover is that your energy goes through the roof and then that also makes your income go through the roof. And I think that um, that's a big issue for a lot of entrepreneurs is that they don't really, uh, okay. they don't try to understand that about themselves. They don't try to um, get that and then they don't understand what that specific category is. And often, like I said, it's the one category of things, mm -hmm. but then that category of things is something that somebody else is actually really, really good at and yeah. it doesn't suck the life out of them. And so you have to find the right person for that because just as much as you don't want to be doing things that suck the life out of you, mm -hmm. you also don't want to hire somebody to do things that sucks the life out of them. Right. Then there's because then two of you. <laughs> that's where the conflict starts, right? Yeah. And, and just as much as we don't have a lot of self-awareness about this, neither do our potential employees. Mm -hmm. So we need to have systems and processes in place to discover what that right person really is. So that's a lot of what we're doing in my company. Because, you know, there's not a person in the world, if I said to you, if you were in an interview with me, if I said to you, hey, um, are you the kind of person that really finishes everything that you start? First of all, because you're a high-performing person, your right. answer will be yes. Yes. Yep. Right? And secondly, what in what world would you ever tell me no anyway? <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Basically saying, don't hire me, please. Yeah. Right? And what, so, so you have to realize that um, because you're – like if you're hiring high-performing people, mm -hmm. they may not even be like trying to lie to you. Right. They're like, yeah, of course I finish what I start, right? Yeah, because if sure. I said that to you, of course that's what you'd say to me. Absolutely. Or somebody said that to me, of course that's what I would say. But my energy doesn't lie there. Yeah, wow. 
And so it's really that fundamental understanding. And that's the difference is when you hire people that have the right energy for the right things that are opposite energies of what you need to have done, that's when your team will be a very powerful team. It's not just hiring for skills and personality. We have to hire for the right energy as well. Wow, I love it. That's that's a that's a beautiful concept. I, I got to tell you, it's a rare concept because I, I we hear so many different opinions on what should be the uh, the pivotal reason why you hire somebody. And it, most people these days still say things like, you know, you shouldn't hire for uh, for skills necessarily. You hire for vision or you hire for some other things. But to to understand what their um, what their what gives them energy, uh, that's just a whole different concept and it takes it takes things to a different level because that energy leads to performance i'm sure which is the the crux of what's behind this absolutely so. i mean if you think about it if i if i put you in a position where you could do the things that you do best and that you enjoy all day long oh, yeah. how much productivity would i get out of you yeah, i'll do it, it all day long yeah right yeah and, and that's the point is that if, and if anybody's listening to this, think about what this would mean for you personally, yeah. and then think about what that gift could be to other people. That's when you're building what I call, it's called, the, I call it a catalytic team. It's like this idea that you really want people that are being catalysts to your success. And it's not just you, it's every person on your team. But so you need to hire the right people to do the right things at the right time. Beautiful. Wow. I, I love it. Now, what are some of the, I know you have some tools because I, I, I dabbled into one. I know you have some tools in place to help entrepreneurs, uh, number one, to start discovering for themselves where their energies are. And um, and then you can take it from there as far as how you take maybe a same or similar tool when you when you start the process of building a team. How does that, how does that work? So I have on my website a eight question quiz that you can take. And the idea behind it is once you get to the end of the eight questions, you're going to have a slice, just a very small slice Mm -hmm. of one of your energies. Okay. And then when you look at what your, what your energy tells you, then it can tell you who are the right people to hire related to certain things that you might need to have done. Mm -hmm. And what do you need to look out for? in working with a person like that because um it, one of the things too is that you never can be like everything's gonna be hunky-dory right 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 um, and being a real leader you have to also understand the effect of the way that you are on other people mm. is going to be yeah and also the effect of the way another person is going to be on you and the reality is is like for me for example i have team members that have very opposite energies than I do. I deliberately hire for that. But in the past, without understanding that and actually valuing it, I would have put um, certain judgments on them about how they were. So for example, my assistant, Julie, is incredibly anal retentive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She is the kind of person that's like, this is the way it needs to be. Yes. And I hired her to be that person. Yeah. Because we need people that are not going to let anything slip through the cracks. <laughs> yes. yeah. But in the in the past, I would have been like, "You're annoying." Yeah. Because you're so like, quit being like so anal about everything. Like, just chill. That's how I would have been thinking to her, or even mm-hmm. possibly even saying to her. But now I would never say something like that to her because I that's the person that I need, and I yes. I value that about her. 
and we have a language to speak to each other. So this tool is an example of understanding that. You want to understand not only what you might need in somebody, but you also have to understand what there might be some pitfalls. And the idea behind this is that you need to have a language and talk about it. So that quiz is there. It's free. Um, I, I, I hope that you know if you take it, you think it's sort of a fun thing and it gives you yeah. some insight, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll comment on that because I took it and I have to tell you, I was... I literally, I literally started laughing out loud because it was so accurate. By the time I was done, I was turned out I was uh, what's called a fine tuner, and I started reading the description, and I was just laughing because it's it's the things that I recognize in myself and the things that I know other people's, especially my wife, tells me about me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how the heck did this get so accurate after just eight questions? So for um for you as you're listening, I'll make sure I link up. Uh, obviously, I'll link. Nicole's website so you can take that quiz and trust me it will help you it takes you literally two minutes or less but you will it'll put in black and white or actually in full color (laughs) what some of your tendencies are and it's uh, it's powerful because for some for some of you it'll be confirmation of maybe what you already thought or what you've heard from people around you and for others it may be like a holy crap moment and you may start realizing you know what your strengths are and it's a good thing because like you said it helps you realize what you may need around you as as far as uh, team members people in in your business that can help you fill those gaps where and for me I'm not I'm, I'm very much like you uh, I love to start things full speed but then when it gets to the, the details and details at the end of something it's I, I do it because I know it needs to be done but it sucks the life out of me because I'm like, you know, I'm looking for the squirrel, that that next right. thing to do, and, you know, because I, I love that excitement. And, and if I could just, if I, one thing I can admit for me to everyone listening is I know there are things that I love doing that just give me energy. Doing things like this, talking to people like you, Nicole, and just hearing mm-hmm. your story and hearing what you're doing, it lights me up. I, when we're done this interview, I'm going to bounce down to this room. I'm probably going to dance with my daughter. We're going to go to Starbucks. And, and you know, <laughs> I'm, I, it energizes me to do this. I could do this all day long. Mm-hmm. without missing a beat and I won't get tired and you know somebody would have to tell me okay you got to stop that's nine interviews today you need to rest so but all of us have that thing you have have your thing so to understand using your tool where your best energy is and to um, realize who you're going to need around you and then on top of it like you said to be able to anticipate where the conflicts may come in. That's a huge thing because like you said, you mentioned at the beginning of our interview that people problems are one of the biggest problems for entrepreneurs and businesses is that the clashes between personalities, but to be able to anticipate and honor the differences that you're going to have as you build a team around you is, is huge. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing is high performing people are, notoriously um you know like okay so let me give you an example we've all had situations at work Mm -hmm. where we're like what is wrong with you why (laughs) would you do it that way are you a total idiot like i call it the idiot the office syndrome like where you're just like what you're doing makes no sense to me why you do that that way makes no sense to me Mm -hmm. and Therefore, I think you're stupid, right? Like that's sometimes what we have, like people that we've worked with in the past. Just like, what is wrong with you, right? And 
that's the thing though is yes some people are jerks right the question really is is somebody a jerk or are they really stupid and the answer is usually i hate to say it to most of you the answer is probably not that it's probably Mm -hmm. not what that is the thing is is that the way that you approach problem solving where your energy goes to approach a a problem Mm -hmm. is going to be different than the way somebody else is going to approach solving a problem and because that is something that is actually an instinct that's hardwired into you. Mm-hmm. How you instinctually solve problems is literally hardwired into you. Mm-hmm. So just as much as you would not be able to change the way that you would instinctively solve a problem, neither would that person be able to. Yeah. So what we're trying to do, like when I'm working in corporate, for example, the difference what we're doing in there is that we're trying to make the people on a team appreciate each other's differences, the yeah. value in the difference, because there is value in the difference. And then for the entrepreneurial team, we're trying to say, what does the entrepreneur need first and foremost to be able mm-hmm. to maximize their energy? Who are the people we can put around them to maximize the entrepreneur's energy? And in that, though, of course, the entrepreneur needs the value, the difference between yeah. themselves and their teammate, and everybody else on the team has to have that same value share. Beautiful. So that's where we're going with all of that. Very nice. Now, now, let me ask you, it, once um, once an entrepreneur takes that first step and they start and they use your tool, which is a wonderful tool, like I said, and they start seeing what what their energies are and recognizing that, how would they then parlay that? Or what's a, what's a, a 101 step of how they would parlay that information and look towards developing a team? Because I'm sure, you know, for many entrepreneurs, these days, everybody's saying outsource, outsource, outsource. So you're having a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I see you shaking your head already. You're having a lot of people that are being told to just go hire somebody for a couple dollars an hour to do this task or that task. What's your take on on that? As far as uh, oh, that is actually one of my biggest pet peeves of what's happening in the entrepreneurial world right now. Um, you know, oh gosh, I, I could really rant about this. Okay, so <laughs> the thing is this. Yes, there are times that hiring a virtual assistant or an outsourced person is an appropriate thing to do. Um, But those times are very specific in my view. Mm -hmm. For example, um, if you need very specialized knowledge to complete a specific type of thing, like building a website, if you aren't the kind of person that has any clue about how to do that, although in today's day and age, building a website is about the easiest thing that anybody can do it for themselves. That's fine. Or, you know, um, you know, creating a branding set, which actually involves like using um, Adobe or something like that, where you Mm -hmm. don't have the skill set to do that. And you also don't have the eye for design, those kinds of things like one off specific skill based projects, in my view, are what is appropriate for outsourcing. Okay. Virtual assistants in my view, are really only appropriate for absolute repetitive tasks that are not fundamental to the core of your business in terms of sensitive information or anything like that. You know, what's happening, uh, there are several people, entrepreneurs I know, that have gotten very burned by Mm. their virtual assistants disclosing confidential data. Oh, wow. Um, I know an entrepreneur that with their $15,000 program, tried to sell it behind their back to somebody. And guess what? This entrepreneur 
has no recourse against this person because they're in another country. And what are you going to do? Like you hear you entrepreneur, if you think about this and you're giving somebody from another country access to your sensitive information and data, your customer client list, your customer client, maybe even financial data. Well, you better consider what the risk is that you're posing by trusting somebody that literally you will never be able to touch if anything wrong happens. Um, Mm. That's something that a lot of people don't understand about the law is that even if you're 100% right, and maybe even if you have a legal recourse against somebody, you probably can't afford to go after somebody. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're overseas. And guess what? Even if you did win, are they going to be able to afford to pay off whatever you're, you know, the answer is no. And so um, things like that, I, I feel like it's just ridiculous. And then the other problem is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we love our businesses. Our mm-hmm. business is our baby, right? Yeah. Like, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into everything that I do, and um, I, I'm very passionate, very passionate about my companies because they're what feeds my family, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so, and plus, it's all my own. You know, it's like there's a lot of personal stuff oh, that yeah. comes to being an entrepreneur. So we hire people, we want them to be passionate about our businesses as well, right? I mean, that's something that I think all entrepreneurs want. We want our team to be really into what we do. Um, And people get really angry when their team isn't into what they do. But if you're hiring somebody for a couple of bucks an hour from another country, and for, you know, 10 to 20 hours here or there, and oh, by the way, you know, sometimes you're, you're doing this, and sometimes you're doing that. And, you know, well, yeah, I don't really need you to work tomorrow. But maybe, you know, maybe next week, and you're doing that kind of stuff, which all, a lot of entrepreneurs are doing to yeah. their be I ask you this, in what world do you expect to have loyalty from somebody that you have no loyalty to? Mm. So true. In do you think that that's an appropriate way to behave, first of all, and an appropriate expectation? So I do demand loyalty from my team, Mm -hmm. but I give as much as I expect. So my team knows that they can depend on me to be good to them, to treat them like human beings, to pay them fairly, and to give them work that satisfies their internal desire to do some good in this world. Yeah. That's what my team expects from me. And in return, I expect them to do the job to the best of their ability and give yeah. me 100% every single day. And so if that's what you want from your team, you need to sort of think about how you're handling a team and what type of team you really want to have. Mm. Wow. I love it. That's powerful stuff. And you can hear that. I hear the passion in your voice. And, and it's so true because it's it's so logical, uh, so common sense. It's it's. I tend to think the VA thing, and, and, and I understand what you're saying, I agree. If here's a one-off project, that's something that's going to be just done this week, and I need it done by Friday, and, and thank you for your service, and that's the end of the relationship, that completely makes sense. But for someone to be in the intricacies of your business, and like you said, have access to your, your client list and communication with them and communication about the financial data and transactions and things that are going on, that can be that's a big risk-reward thing that I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, do need to consider you know because it's sure. easy to take the it's easy to look at that you know that the getting the what seems like the most bang for your buck by spending like oh I can just hire this person for a few bucks an hour for this many hours a month and you know I can free up some time but there is a lot of risk involved in that so with that being said 
where is a, a fair starting point for, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs that are early in their business and they're at that point where they're they're getting enough traction where they're growing and they can see things getting busier and they're thinking, okay, I, I need to leverage this somehow so I can keep doing what I love and I can keep I can follow what I learned they learned from taking your quiz. How do they take that first step if it's something that is going to be long term without jumping into the risky scenario of just taking any random complete stranger? What, what would you suggest as a first reasonable step for them? Well, I think um, one of the things that I would recommend is at the very least also have that person that you're considering hiring take the quiz mm, and beautiful. see if their result matches up with what you actually need, mm -hmm. um, right? Yeah. Because the quiz will give you information that the person may not be able to accurately give you. Um, so that's something that they can do. Another thing that I, so for example, the quiz is based on a concept that's known as conation, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I don't wanna really get too much into this, but what I'll tell you is that Conation is this idea of mental energy and how we naturally strive. Um, there is a much more comprehensive assessment that is also available. It's a something that you pay for. It's by the Colby Corporation. It's called the Colby A Index. And I am a certified Colby consultant. This is one of the tools that I use quite extensively. But and so that tracks all four parts of the my all four different energies that there actually are. My quiz only has one slice of the four energies. Um, but what that you know what you if you're really getting serious about your hiring, what I will tell people is before you just go out and hire somebody, you want to look at what their current skills are and do they match what you need? Because yes, like you don't necessarily have to hire for skill set. Like there's that whole idea mm -hmm. out there right now that you don't have to hire for skill set. But most of the time as entrepreneurs, you need to hire people with a skill set. Yes, yes. They have to have a skill set. Like you yes. aren't having the luxury of training somebody up into a skill set. That's a corporate concept right. um, more than it is an entrepreneur concept, especially a beginner. So you need to hire for somebody for, you know, you need to see their skills. Then you under, have to understand their energies. And then you hire and then maybe you interview for personality. That's mm -hmm. the last thing you do. Yeah. And you're, you're looking at all three of those things before you're bringing somebody on your team. Most of us are really being reactive of how we hire people. So mm -hmm. what I'm saying to you is the next step for anybody in hiring is to not just be like, oh my gosh, my sister-in-law is really good at da-da-da and I need to hire her. <laughs> or you know, like that's what people tend to do. Or like, yes. oh my gosh, my best friend. I, you know, I actually have lost couple friendships over the years mm. by hiring people that were friends that did not work out this is not a good idea yeah. you don't want to do it and I'm not the kind of person I love my friends I have very deep friendships I did not like losing friends but it happened um, so you want to hire you want to be strategic in your hiring mm. you want to think about your hiring as seriously as you think about your revenue yeah wow. okay um, it's it's because your hiring and your revenue actually end up going hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about your hiring, especially as a newer entrepreneur, yes, in the beginning, you may have to um, sort of compromise by hiring somebody that's a VA for a short amount of time or, you know, hiring, um, you know, maybe getting an intern or getting a college student that isn't going to be with you for a long time. Like these are mm -hmm. kinds of different ways that you can um, compromise, right? 
But at the end of the day, you always want to be thinking about hiring a team that is going to be with you for a much longer amount of time, that's going to be embedded in your business. You want to, as a beginner or newer entrepreneur, be really conscious of that's the end goal, not this I'm putting piecing things together and hoping that it's going to all stick together, yeah. right? Yeah. And really being conscious about hiring a dynamic team that's going to work with you for the long term instead of this you know, part-time scenario here, there, and everywhere. Beautiful. I, I love it. With entrepreneurs with million dollar businesses that still are in that mentality mm-hmm. and they are struggling mm. wow. because they're still in that mentality and I have to really work with them to get them out of it. Um, mm. And yeah. then things turn around. Nice. I love it. It's beautiful advice because, you know, it's, it's a powerful thing to, to, to you listening right now. If you're in your business, you have to play for the long game, you know, because if you if you come from a mindset of, well, I just need a little help here, a little help there, it really puts you in a place of, of, of almost acting as if you're just trying to survive. But if, yeah. but if it's your intention to build a business that lasts you for your lifetime and, and even beyond you, it really, I believe, it's going to, it pays off to have the right people around you. I mean, I know I've, I've experienced that in, in both of my careers. Uh, having the right people around that mesh and that are different and bring different things to the table that when it's all pieced together gets the job done amazingly it really makes a huge difference so Nicole I, I definitely appreciate your sharing and giving us giving us a really powerful but um, a powerful but easy to do starting tool by offering this quiz and, and everybody listening you have to make sure you go to, to Nicole's site and, and uh, like I said I'll link it up I'll link it up on the website after this episode is is done. So let me do this because I could I could talk about this with you for for a <laughs> long time because you're passionate about it and I love doing this. I love hearing from people like you that just have these great things that they can share with people and that it obviously enjoy sharing so much. Um, but let's let's fire down these last uh, few hot seat questions if we will. Because yes. I, I'm sure we're going to get some great value from these. So my first question would be, what's something that you had in something in your business that's been a challenge for you either recently or maybe even not so recently? But what's something that's been a, a real challenge, something that was a challenge for you that you had to really bear down and figure out how to handle it? And how did you get through it? Um, well, yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's always been the team problem, the yeah. team issue of bringing people in. And let me just actually put on another aspect of that. Sure. Because um, the one of the challenges of bringing on team members for entrepreneurs that are like me, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to assume that everybody's like me, I am not, I value process, mm-hmm. but I am not a process-oriented person. Mm-hmm. So one of the challenges then, along with the team thing, of bringing that bringing somebody in is creating processes for my team to work within Mm -hmm. and how I solved that was I actually had my team co-create them and then actually implement them so instead of me having to think about how the process works they thought about how the process works and with me and then they actually made the process real and so that was something that was a huge pain point for me that I overcame with my team that is so brilliant, and, and and I'm with you. I'm realizing that you and I are very much alike. I I value, I value and understand that the, the process a process needs to be there, but my brain doesn't naturally crave it. 
uh, if that makes any sense. Because yeah, I, I think yeah, it, no, and it tends to happen. Specific type of energy that yeah. we don't have, and it's okay. Yes, but um, other people do, and that's why we need them. Yes, absolutely. And and from a lot of the entrepreneurs I've met, they tend to have cre these creative minds, and they want to be, they want their minds to be doing something creative. You know, they want to be exploring what they can do next or how they can impact people more, and it doesn't necessarily correlate with the structured A to B to C to D tests that do need well, to be done in place. Think about it, creative is sort of an interesting term. We tend to think of creative, especially us in the United States entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. as like, um, you know, sort of like this art kind of thing or like, you know, making something, you know, new, like a new business or new idea, right? Yes. But if you think about it, creative is also creating a spreadsheet. Yes, absolutely. That's a creative task. Absolutely. Creative is creating a process. Mm -hmm. So we're all sort of equally creative. It's yes. just how we express our creativity is very different. different. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Well, thank you for that. That's a brilliant nugget of information uh, to collaborate with those that are going to be doing that process. And, and they're going to be in it. So it doesn't make, a whole, doesn't make complete sense for us to say, okay, this is the process. Here it is. Do it this way. For you to have that that humility and 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 intelligence and foresight to build it with them is really really good stuff. Uh, let's flip the script on that. What's something that's really working brilliantly for you uh, in your business or personal life today that really just gives you energy? Something that kind of lights you up that you'd like to share. I've been doing a lot of training, in-person trainings lately, and um, because I'm so I love this topic so much, yeah. I just love doing these in-person trainings because there's nothing better than watching people literally. Um, you know, usually, especially when I'm going into a group where like the supervisor is sort of impose this on the team. Yes. You know, and if you've ever worked in a corporation, you know, like people are just <laughs> sitting back with their arms yes. crossed, looking at you, like, yes. okay, what the heck? You know, here we go again. But I love that kind of thing. Like, I love it when people don't want to have anything to do with me and then I sort of like we bring them in yes. and watching people really have that aha about themselves and even more importantly about the people that they work with because yeah. it's one thing to understand yourself right mm -hmm. but it's much more fundamental when you can understand and value others absolutely in a different way yes. and so when I see that happening in these tra live trainings that I'm in doing, I mean, there is nothing better. I could do that every single day right now. It's just such a great feeling. I love it. That's that's so amazing, and it, it speaks. That's uh, I love hearing that from you because it speaks to your character that you just you want to see people get it and be able to get more out of themselves and out of their teams and out of their their business and life. So I appreciate you for that. Definitely. Uh, Last question, not last question, second to last question. What's the <laughs> next evolution for you? What do you see? What's next on the horizon for Nicole Whip in your business or your life? What's what's on your horizon that you want to bring into oh, the world? I have a lot going on that's, that's coming up. So um, right now, I am going to be my second um, sort of release of my team boot camp program that I've been doing for entrepreneurs is going to be coming out later on this year. Um, I also have a whole process where I'm actually trying to do more international business. Beautiful. I would love to start training internationally. So I'm that's starting in the works right now. 
and um, I'm trying to move. All of these things are oh, happening wow. simultaneously. <laughs> so yeah, I have a lot on my plate. I, I, you know, I love it. I get things off my plate, and then of course, what do I do? I put something right back on. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's the fun of the journey, isn't it? Yeah. That's, well, I'm excited for you. Definitely, the, the international uh, international teaching would be amazing. I'm sure you'd be wonderful at it. Where are you, where are you thinking of uh, relocating to? Well, we, my husband is originally from Hawaii oh, and I actually was, I used to live there and I practice law there. So what we want to do is split time. We want to be living half the time there and half the time here. So amazing. Wow. Well, congratulations on that and good luck with it. I'm sure that'd be, that sounds like a lot of fun. Definitely yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. So most important, how can people reach out to you and support you and what you're doing and get support from you? to help them along their journey? So it's the easiest thing to do is go to NicoleWhip.com and that's where you can take the quiz and get through to me. Um, but of course, if you're a social media person, I'm on Twitter, my handle is Nicole Whip. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I can be reached at any one of those places and certainly welcome people connecting with me. Beautiful. Everyone listening, please make sure you check out NicoleWhip.com and find her on social media. Get linked up because she has so much value, as you can see from this episode, to share and help you along the way. Nicole, I'll make sure I link up everything on the site so people can find you very easily. I can't thank you enough for sharing so much great information today. I can't wait to hear about the move. I want to see pictures in Hawaii. <laughs> and yes, I'll, me too. Yes, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch and uh, I'll talk to you real soon, okay? Thank you. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you once again for joining us in today's episode of Unbreakable Success. I know you learned a lot. You may want to listen to this one again. Um, hop on over to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 32. Grab the link to Nicole's website and get and take the Entrepreneurial Instinct Catalyst tool. It only takes a couple minutes and it will give so much information, accurate information about you and your strengths and your tendencies and it can also help you recognize what you may want to start looking for as you build your team around you to grow your business and your mission it's such great valuable information and please make sure you leave a comment thanking nicole for her time and let us know the biggest takeaway that you got from this episode i can't wait to talk to you again really soon and of course until then please make sure you take care of yourself take care of each other and keep on creating the best life of your life. I look forward to reading your comments over at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 32. Talk to you soon.